Bureaucracy's basement to your ears. This is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau in compliance with Memo EX 1063. On this meeting on the agenda, we have our City Hall goings on, improvement revenue tools, shadow summits, and so much more. This meeting is now in session. Hey. Oh, yeah, hi. How are you doing? Oh, you know, keeping on, keeping on. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I haven't got a clue either. No. What did you say? Keeping on, keeping on. That doesn't mean anything, I don't think. Okay, I just, I have, I have a book of meaningless phrases. Yeah. It says that, big letters in the front. And every so often, I like to reach in and pick the most inspirational one. Fair enough. You yeah. should put that on a poster. I should. Yeah. Yeah. Put it over your desk. I should, I could have a poster that says, this phrase is on a poster. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, with a little cat. Making a poster that exactly. says this phrase is on a poster. Forever and of ever. a little cat. Just keeping on, keeping on. Yeah. In infinite regress. All right. We, uh, I need to do a meeting. I need meeting tonight. Oh, you and need to do meeting. Tonight. You need we to do need meeting. attendance. You need, you need attendance. I totally need attendance. I, I too, need attendance because I don't even know who's here. Okay. I, I, are we Neither here? Neither do I. Okay. Uh, well, oh, we we'll won't find, know we'll until find we out. do attendance. We will find out if we're here. Okay. So first off uh, on the attendance uh, roster, we have, oh, we've got Danimo Rogan. Danimo Rogan. Yeah. Um, nope. Danimo Rogan, he, uh, he came to fame briefly in the 80s. He mm-hmm. was a shock jock uh, around the same time as Howard Stern. Not really. But he was a strict, like, new age shock jock. And his, like every, he started every show by saying namaste. And he wanted, like, sick, good vibes. That was his huh. phrase. What was I shocking? Once, like, how big the universe was? Well, the how, pro- how much you'd expand your mind? Well, here's the thing. You've pretty much hit on the problem. Right. Immediately, it was not shocking at all, and nobody listened. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. But, I mean, he, he took it pretty well. Yeah. Um, his last show, I think he kind of fueled out uh, on, like, a, a cocaine binge. Mm. Like, he wasn't quite as new agey as and. and as, as his, as his on-air personality. Yeah. And uh, he got yeah. the most ratings from, from that last show, but yeah. that was his last show ever. Oh, that's sad. So he's in studio tonight, apparently, to uh, tell us about maybe plans for... Um, a new show, maybe? Yeah. Are you... Bring uh, it to the Queen City? Maybe. Are you Danimo Rogan? No, I'm not Danimo Rogan. I don't think I am either. Um, okay, okay, this is a little embarrassing, but I think I actually messed up a few letters. Um, oh, no. Just, I got it. And just, sorry, it should be Aiden Morgan. That's actually you. Good, 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 good. Okay, okay, we got me. Oh, and Loppy Dench. Loppy Dench? Loppy Dench. Who's Loppy Dench? Loppy Dench is the twin sister of Olivia, Dame Olivia Judith Judy Dench. Really? Yes. Yeah, and her stunt double, obviously. Oh. But here's the thing. A few years ago, Loppy sued her sister Judy, claiming that... She didn't just do the stunts in Chronicles of Riddick. She actually was appearing in Chronicles of Riddick, and her sister got the credit huh. and the pay. Oh. Yeah. Because you'd think Dame Judi Dench would have been looking for any way out of credit for that film. You'd think, but nope. She was very bent on getting credit. Judi Dench has gone on record as saying that Loppy doesn't even exist. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so and yet she's like mired in legal yet, troubles. To legal this day. troubles, and yet and yet she's in studio with us. I don't see her. Okay, I know that I made Morgan. We've cleared that up. So mm-hmm. you are and not Loppy Dench. Um, 
I've got to rethink this. Um, well, uh, can we try Paul Deschen? That is me. Okay, sorry, I mixed up the letters in your name. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. I feel bad. I've, it feels it's like a strangely familiar deja vu feeling. I've, I'm not sure what you mean by yeah. that, but okay. Let's keep on. Anyway. We're going to keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. I, I'm getting this phrase now. And we have an agenda for tonight Sweet. with things on it. And we actually do have a guest down here tonight who is not Loppy Denge. <laughs> That's a, I'm yeah. a little disappointed. Yeah, we have <laughs> Professor Mark Spooner. Oh. Hey, Mark. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah. How are you so doing? So it's kind of... Good. I, you know, yeah. the alt-left has been busy working on homes and oh, uh, for the homeless and maybe fumbling our way through reconciliation. Uh, so look out. Oh, nice work. Man, they, will the alt-left stop at nothing to improve our lives? We, we know no boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're on the left-hand side. It's all of you. Um, well, I was, I'm glad you're here because you can help us. Uh, we have a city council update to start things off on the agenda. Uh, because there was a city council meeting on Monday. I don't know if you, you, you go to a lot of them, but you weren't at this one. Uh, at this meeting, there were two, there was, it was a short agenda. It only lasted one hour long. It's like the shortest council meeting, I don't know, since 2015. Uh, one of the things that came up on the city council agenda was the taxi bylaw. Now, we've been talking about this for weeks and weeks and weeks. Changes to the taxi bylaw to make taxi cabs more safe for drivers. And also uh, seasonal licenses. 60% of them are going to be going up uh, on a lottery system so that any driver or person can get a, a lottery, or sorry, a license to drive a taxi. Uh, and the rest will be going to the brokers the way that they always have. Uh, so, you know, go back, listen to the Queen City Improvement Bureau back catalog if you want all the details on that. Uh, last month, the changes to the taxi bylaw finally passed council, but for it to become a bylaw, the bylaw has to be read three times according to the rules of order. It was read the first time, passed, second time, passed. But if it doesn't get unanimous assent on the third reading, then the whole bylaw has to wait a month for, I don't know, sober what, second thought. What if, like, the bylaw really has to pee? It's just going to have to hold it. Tie a knot in it, bylaw. Man. Yeah. Bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. The, the rules of order. Um, so, yeah, it had to wait a whole month until this month. Uh, it was brought forward again to get the third reading. On third reading, this time, it just needed a majority vote to go through. And Councillor Flagel who was opposed to this change to the bylaw, tried to get the whole thing held up again by referring the whole report back to administration, the whole of it. So not just the lottery system, which is what he dislikes the most, but also all of the safety measures that were in it. He was going to get the whole thing referred back to administration for a report to come back in May of 2018 because he said the taxi bylaw was being too rushed. It was too rushed through the system, even though they've been working on it all year and most of last year. It's too rushed at this right. point to push it through right now. So he made this motion to put it off for another year, and this is how Councillor Hawkins had to respond to Councillor Flagel. Councillor Hawkins. Thank you, Your Worship. It ill lies in the mouths of those who have created a one-month delay for no ostensible reason, to now say that we're out of time. So that was Councillor Hawkins. Let's. I, that might that might have been tough for people who just heard it, but 
I think I think like I think Hawkins went down to like the you know the Walmart no no the the Nordstrom of sick burns for this one. He did. He said it ill lies in the mouths. What does it say? Ill lies. Hey, in the do you want a slow mo replay? I do. Let's let's, let's have that. let's have that slow down. Ill lies in the mouths of those who've created a one-month delay for no ostensible reason to now say that we're out of time. Okay. It lies in the mouths of those who've caused a one-month delay. For no now, ostensible reason. Right, to now claim that we're out of time. Yeah. It, it, it is the harshest burn I have ever seen delivered from one counselor to another in the last decade. Yeah, that, that was poured into like a, like a gold case and like was like said set in a mold there. Yeah. And then, and then he'd opened it up and delivered that sick burn yeah. to Flegel. Um, okay, and so that... That passed. The, the third reading happened, and even though Flagel, Councillor Bresciani, and Councillor Fendura tried to delay it by another year, um, it did end up passing in the end. So the bylaw passed, spoke to some of the cab drivers afterwards. They were quite pleased. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, hopefully this will uh, signal something good in future uh, for taxi drivers. The only other thing that was on the agenda on Monday night was the mayor brought forward a motion to end uh, homelessness. And uh, that motion, uh, it, would, it called on the city to participate in a new advisory board that's being developed by the community to come up with a plan to end homeless. Uh, it called on the city to review its policies and procedures to see what it can do to help uh, end, uh, end homelessness and what it can do to improve its affordable housing and in incentive program. And uh, it called on the city to work with the federal government, provincial government, and that the mayor's housing commission would be uh, look, would be handed this whole thing to uh, provide their input. There were speakers from Carmichael Outreach, the YWCA, YMCA. Uh, words of support were conveyed from Street Culture Project and the Food Bank. Um, yeah, so Mark, this, this all comes on the heels. We've had a couple people in from Housing First to talk about the Housing First program. The first time that I encountered Housing First was back, and I think it was excuse me, 2012 or 13, at the mayor's first housing summit. And uh, there was a housing first talk there. It kind of blew my mind about the possibilities that a city could, the, the fact that a city could end up uh, homelessness functionally. Uh, and you, at that time, were hosting a shadow housing summit in, in the next room. The Alternative People's Housing Summit. Yeah. Yeah. So how does it make you feel that we're finally the city? The mayor did actually commit to put money into this committee. $60,000 is, is a number that was floated around. And he also suggested that he would consider um, that he would be supporting capital investment by the city in actual housing, which is a total sea change for the mayor. Um, how do you feel? You know, I, I guess uh, we'll take it. It's a uh it's a good thing that we finally have the mayor admitting that we have a homelessness issue in Regina. Uh, it's great that the mayor can finally see that there are practical solutions, uh, ways forward, uh, tried and true ways that other cities across Canada have already adopted. So in that way, I think this is a, a great news day. It's great that, the, like I said, the mayor is finally admitting uh, that we have such an issue and that there are solutions and that the city has a role to play. 
these are good things, and I'm not going to uh, rain on that. That these are good things. Um, what I find a little bit frustrating, and for me it's frustration, frustration. But for those in uh, and experiencing housing uh, problems, housing issues, homelessness, uh, for them they've suffered needlessly for a decade or more when solutions were readily available and we had examples like Medicine Hat and Calgary later and all, all kinds of examples all around us. And yet at that time, uh, the mayor was still okay, mayor and city council was still okay with uh, defining affordable rental housing as renting at market or yeah. below. I don't know if you remember that, yeah. but that actually happened. We actually had a city council who thought that made sense. I hope anyone out there listening knows that we have a term for uh, renting at market, and that's renting at market. <laughs> like <laughs> it's already there. It's not renting. That doesn't translate to affordable rental yeah. housing. No. Yeah. So in, in that way, you know, it's it's uh, it's bittersweet, like yeah. like lots of things. Politics takes time, but in in that way, we finally, like I said, have a municipality who's saying we have a role to play, and the province and the feds also have to work together with us in collaboration to do the best we can to ensure that a municipality as rich as ours in resources and administrative capacity can deal with this issue because there's no there's no good reason why anyone should be homeless in our cities in a country like ours yeah yeah um the they they did change the definition Finally, I think it was about I don't know two three years ago, maybe four, not not even that far back. But they did change the definition to a more reasonable they, definition of of what counts as affordable housing. And you're keeping me in fair play here, sure. They yeah. did, <laughs> they, they did uh, change the definition, and like I said, this is it's a good yeah. thing. It's a positive step, and a lot of people have worked very hard on this issue. Um, people. Have, have worked to, to even set up models to show how Housing First could work without the city, really. just They just set up, like the YMCA and, and other groups have set up Housing First models to show, you know, prototypes that it works very well. And in that way, I really send kudos to all the activists and workers and scholars and people who have worked for a long time on this issue, far longer than I have, and who have uh, stayed with it and stayed committed um, and I think driven by that sense of injustice that that uh, flows through hopefully anyone who looks at this issue, that why are we dealing, why are we allowing our community to have people in this condition of homelessness, is, uh, living in unsafe conditions, unsanitary conditions, never knowing from one day to the next what they might eat or where they might sleep, what they might find when they go back to the place they're calling home. This is just unacceptable to me in that way as a community. It says a lot about us if we allow this yeah. to continue. So it's, um, I did uh, sort of feel a smile, a crack, my bearded face uh, <laughs> when I saw that that motion went through. And especially I watched some interviews with uh, the mayor and, and I did um, I, I did feel, you know, I, I felt appreciative in some ways that he's finally taking a sort of leadership role, I would say, one that he's been avoiding before. It was almost uh, like the city had been trying to hide away from the problem, not even talk about homelessness, really. And, and uh, now they're talking about it and admitting that they have a role to play. So it's, that's a good thing. Yeah. I did ask him after the meeting what changed for him, that he would bring this, this motion 
forward now as opposed to in the past. And uh, I thought it was telling that he pointed to the community support for this. Um, you talked about the, the models and that, like, the YMCA has set up Housing First with other community partners in Regina. Uh, they've shown that it saves $1.9 million in terms of, uh, you know, uh, hospital bills and policing and all the other like emergency services that need to be doled out. Uh, so I, I do think it it was interesting. I don't I don't know if that was like as strong of a sort of endorsement as it were for the the work that it the community it is like you said the activists and the uh, the the nonprofit groups in the city that have actually made this happen made this work and it's you know as much them as council that are responsible for this motion i suspect absolutely and and in that regard uh we can all recognize that it's very difficult for politicians to share any credit uh, so <laughs> in that way I, I could say that uh he did he did and yeah. and i give the again uh rather than give him the kudos i would give the community uh workers and those who have worked tirelessly to bring about better conditions for our most marginalized. Those are the heroes here. Yeah. And they continue to be. And they don't uh, often, they often go unrecognized. They work tirelessly, bring these issues home with them, have to wrestle with them at night as they try to sleep. Uh, th these are the heroes. Yeah. On a, on a night of sick burns, mm -hmm. uh, Florence Stratton showed up. Lover. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, she she thanked the mayor, which I think it's the first time I've ever seen Florence Stratton show up to a council meeting and thank a mayor for anything, uh, for bringing the motion forward. But she did say that she wanted to see some actual dollar signs behind that commitment to, uh, you know, to provide support for Housing First. And the number she suggested was $1.2 million, because that's the amount that was given to, uh, you know, to the Mosaic, or not to Mosaic, sorry, to Everaz, to upgrade their facility for a sporting event. And she said... Um, you know, it always seems no matter how hard times get in Regina, there's always money for sports. So we should at least, you know, find the time now to, uh, you know, have some money for housing. So. Well, and I, well, Florence is a force of nature that we could all <laughs> take uh, uh, her lead. And if we had just a, a smidgen of her commitment to social justice causes, I think the community and the world would be a much better place. So uh, uh, that's a huge... Uh, a huge gift to the mayor if Florence Stratton said thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I, think yeah, yeah. I, I see it that way. Yeah. Uh, oh, and just for anybody who's listening, Florence Stratton is a former university professor who's like also like a staunch, like a very um, motivated activist who's like out there mm -hmm. all the time uh, fighting for a lot of good causes yeah. in town. I mean, I worry. I think she's a member of the alt left, but uh, <laughs> right. uh, other than that, she, you know, they do work on peace and yeah. uh, they have peace vigils often. Uh, the, mm -hmm. This is a committed yeah. alt left. Uh, Participant, so, yeah, committed to but, bring down civilization as we know it. But uh, <laughs> bring it up, to really <laughs> civilizing. Uh, but one of the things uh, you mentioned sports, and we always seem to have money for sports. I think some of the sick burns I saw on this was uh, we're ready for the housing first. Now we got the stadium built. Check uh, three hundred million there. Now we're ready. Uh, yeah. And and at the time, I, I know I was saying that we uh, favored a lot was that the homeless and those in housing precarity were uh, roof ready a long time ago we've all they've always yeah. been roof ready and they're still waiting for roofs yeah. uh, you know so i think uh, to play on that stadium is roof ready or something mm -hmm. i think that that's always uh, been at play that we seem to favor sports over humanitarian causes or, or justice or just uh, plain good neighborly ways of being as a community yeah hmm. cool 
Um, okay, thanks for that. I, I, but that isn't the only thing that I was hoping you could talk about oh, tonight. Oh, so, sorry. Hold on, I, f I forgot something. What? Um, the other day, yeah. I was outside. I solved homelessness. Oh, did city. you? Yeah. How'd you do that? I'm, I, I feel bad that not having mentioned it yeah. earlier to everybody. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was out, and uh, I, I, uh, I ran into some homeless people, and I just, I just had this idea, and I looked them in the eye, and I said, "Regina is your home now." <laughs> nice work, Aiden. And they, and they said, "Thank you, but we're not homeless." We would just like to finish our food because I, I was in flip and they were just eating some food. <laughs> so, but I, I think if we try to implement that, um, like sensibly, right, systematically, if and, we could just give cards to people, yeah, and with and with actual housing for them as well. Sure, that would be nice that would too. Be good. Maybe one point yeah. two million. So we could just staple it onto the card. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we could change our motto from "I love Regina" to "Regina has a heart." We, we could because the I love Regina model literally has a heart. It, 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 yeah, yeah, it seems ready. I yeah. like it. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's another great idea from the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 <laughs> FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. It's an idea in progress. Right? Yeah, we're here with Dr. Mark Spooner. Uh, you have also been on the vanguard. In fact, I think it's a lonely vanguard. Um, <laughs> you've been trying to get uh, the name of Davin School changed. You live close to it, I understand, and you see it every day. And it's named after Lord uh, Davin, who doesn't have such a great reputation. <laughs> in his, uh... Well, let me uh, say one. People have been working on this for decades. I just happen to have a big soapbox being at the university and... Uh, having a certain propensity for writing letters to the editor and, and going on radio shows and such. <laughs> so, uh, but let me be very clear that I'm not the, the motor behind this. Uh, people uh, more committed and smarter and more affected than me have been working on this issue for decades, for decades within the school board, within the school division, and then uh, community members as well. So lots of people have been working on this. It seems to have gained some momentum and people are talking about it. Um, to, to be very clear, my position is that uh, if you know Davin School, Davin's name is right there, right in the building. It's engraved right in there, and I think that should always remain. No danger of uh, forgetting our history by uh, erasing a name or anything, although we could talk about that, even that part of how people don't like change. Um, but we should recognize that Davin's educational legacy, of course, Davin wrote the report, uh, called the Davin Report, and it's uh, officially called the Report on Industrial Schools for Indians and Half-Breeds. That's Davin's report. <laughs> yes. uh, so there, there you go. Uh, it's often, as you can well imagine why, it's short to the Davin Report. Um, and it became the blueprint and uh, the chief advocate for setting up residential schools in the first place. So Davin's educational legacy is one of genocide. In 2015, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, Canada's uh, commission headed by Murray Sinclair, um, was very clear that residential schools were cultural genocide. So is that the kind of message we want to send out as a community? Do we want a school, of, of all buildings, do we want a school named after the author of the report that became the blueprint right. for residential schools. So you're saying that if it's because it's the educational legacy, having it on the school is really inappropriate. If, say, it was on a public toilet, <laughs> it might not be as much of a problem. You know, 
maybe or a news building, uh, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like he, yeah, he yeah. did found, to, and you know, like he everyone, there's good and bad. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he did lead a, an interesting life. He he did found the leader, which became the leader post. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a member of parliament. And uh, so, yeah, uh, and, and it's been interesting for me to watch the community, the backlash about how people refuse to accept that somehow uh, this is a good idea. And I think that's very telling that people don't want to ad- admit that the narrative of the Canadian as the good, you know, Canada the good, Canadian the good person, the good citizen is somehow mired in a history of colonial genocide. No, you know, uh, people don't want to face that. And so I think as we talk about changing the name, people are confronted with this past that doesn't fit well with their conceptions of the Canadian myth uh, that is our great nation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you suggest as opposed to, like, taking down the name? Like, do you have, like, an idea or do are there activists with an idea for a new name? Well, I think it would be a great opportunity to get the community involved and to discuss who would we like to honor. And in my view, this involves really a plaque explaining the good and the ugly of Davin, leaving his name in the building so there's no danger of ever forgetting that that building was named after Davin at one point. And mm-hmm. and, and uh, ch- basically changing the letterhead, maybe the website, and, and an acknowledgement from the school division in our community that we recognize how hurtful this must be to uh, certain groups who go to that school and how hurtful it is to us, everyone who goes to that school, really, actually, as I think about this, every time I see that, I'm reminded uh, of how uh, genocide and colonialism are ongoing in certain ways. Um, They're not as obvious, but they continue. Mm -hmm. They continue to this day, and I think that that's not easy for us to face. Right. You mentioned uh, that there had been pushback. How much support are you receiving? Are people receiving for this idea? I mean, I guess that it's taken decades. It's kind of indicative that. Yeah, it's interesting right now. It's getting mixed in with the Johnny Johnny McDonald statues and, and other things, which rightfully they're all connected. Uh, who do we honor and who don't we as a community, mm-hmm. as a nation? Um, so there's been a lot of play uh, about that, and a lot of uh, discussion, which I think is healthy because I'd say uh, hundreds of people know. Gavin and his history that who wouldn't have known that history before. So in that way, it's already been a great success that people are more attuned to our own history and the ongoing um, racism that continues. Uh, and yeah. so I think that it's a victory in that way because we're better people in a better community for just knowing our own ugly history. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks a lot for bringing all this mm-hmm. to the meeting today, tonight. Uh, Mark, uh, what do you think, Aiden? Uh, I think he qualifies as an improvement vector. Well, then I think he deserves one of these. Oh, so you get uh, you get your own certificate of improvement, uh, uh, sort of careful, carefully designed and suitable for framing in your office or home. Excellent! I, I I'm a, it's a great honor and thanks for having me at this meeting. Yeah, no, no, no. thanks a lot, Mark. Oh, yeah. Okay, and I hope you can come back again uh, to talk to us about uh, these things, especially if you know if there's any like movement on the uh, Davin School name. Uh, next up on the agenda, though, we have innovative revenue tools. I'd never remember what those are. That's when we look at ways for the city to improve its bottom line by innovating tools to generate revenue. Oh, wait. Yes, I do remember. I never remember that I never remember, so uh, I do remember. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got one tonight. 
Um, a thing people might not know is that uh, the Queen City Improvement Bureau, we uh, broadcast our meetings on CJTR, but we also have a podcast version available. We do. Uh, all these meetings, the whole thing is like bundled up and placed uh, on, on a website, uh, queencityib.com indeed and i and people who are like fans of podcasts know that a lot of podcasts have sponsors and uh you know things like uh mattress companies squarespace right exactly stamps dot whatever yeah 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 things that are like mail you food um well our podcast hasn't had a sponsor until now really yeah we totally now have a sponsor now it's it's a lot more local this sponsor it's it's a much more uh, local sponsor. I want to know. Okay, well, I'm going to play that sponsor bit right now. Okay. My gosh, are the best underwear on the planet. Need proof? I'm wearing them right now. If you could see a picture of me, you'd see how happy my gosh are making me. And you should order a pair of my gosh because apparently it's municipal underwear month. Who knew? Once you put on My Gaunch, you'll want to wear My Gaunch all the time because they're the world's most comfortable underwear. That's because My Gaunch are made from micro-matured expert fabrics, pre-shrunk, pre-faded, and pre-formed to fit around an ass very much like mine. Because it is my ass, and that spells comfort. Order a pair of My Gaunch, and if you don't love them, they're free. There's literally no risk when you buy a pair of My Gaunch. So, it's Municipal Underwear Month, citywide. Time to try a pair of My Gaunch the world's most comfortable underwear. Buy them, try them. You'll love them as much as I have, and <laughs> I've loved my gosh. I'll ship them to you free. Have a happy Municipal Underwear Month. All right. That was, that was Innovative Revenue Tools. They were. They sounded pretty. Well, good a new to me. innovative revenue tool, but we yeah. have more innovative revenue tools. If my gaunch isn't uh, going to be enticing to anybody, I would be there. surprised if it weren't. But let's hear what else we got. Okay, here we go. Hi, I'm local blogger Kenton DeYoung. Did you know there used to be tunnels under Regina's Union Station, which were used to transport goods to the warehouse district and the nearby hotels and shops. Some rooms in the tunnels under Union Station were also used to house prisoners. Others were used by local police as a shooting range. All the tunnels, minus one, have since been destroyed. It's a Regina fact. You'll find more Regina facts every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. All right. Nice. And we're back from the rest of the Regina, um, well, the Regina facts. Yes. And the innovative revenue tools. And as usual, I have a Kenton DeYoung fact. Well, let's hear it. Uh, Kenton DeYoung is not only a local uh, well-known blogger, um, Kenton Deong is also a kind of Austro-Hungarian dessert. Really? Yeah, mostly made from whipped cream. Hmm. Does Kenton know this? No. Well, I guess he does now. That's two facts. Ah. Yes. Two Kenton Deong facts. Perfect. All right. Uh, what else is on the agenda tonight? We have a thing called Swamp Fest. I don't get it. Uh, now do I. Hmm. I've never heard of this hmm. thing before. No, hopefully we have some people here who might be able to help us with that. I think we do. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for making your way down into the sub-basement. Uh, Amber Phelps-Bonderoff. That's me. You are a bona fide official improvement vector. I was approved. Yeah. My vector was approved. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. I believe about a year ago. Oh, yeah. 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 So you're but improving... But I could use a, you know, a re-improvement. A renewal? I believe a so. A refresh. A refresh. 
Because yeah. you're, you're doing even more. Does that exist? <laughs> well, we, do, we, don't, we don't have that right now, but we can certainly institute that. That would be that's an improvement. Easy. That's easy enough. That's another improvement. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you're, uh, oh, sorry. and you're here with Eric Hill. Hello. Hi. Oh. Hi. Not um, yet an improvement vector, but certainly a I candidate. I, yes. I am looking forward to whatever that does to my uh, standing in the city. Uh, I believe you get a, um, is it a parade or a crown? Or <laughs> <laughs> Trophies. Tro trophy? trophy? Oh, okay, yeah. well, that's One good. Those, yes. yeah. Um, yeah, so you guys are supposed to explain to us uh, what this whole Swamp Fest thing is. Um, uh, a festival in a swamp, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, close. A uh, festival in, uh, on Willow Island in uh, Wascana Park and at the German Club. Uh, those are our two venues this year. Uh, yeah, it's a music and arts festival, I should say, uh, primarily. Um, and we took inspiration from our lovely central swamp in the city here. Of course. Uh, mm -hmm. But there's a lot there's a lot going on. Maybe uh, Eric wants to say more about that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's like a, it's a stew of, of, uh, of music, good times. And some theatri theatrics. Will, will there be uh, a swamp lemonade that I sampled? Uh, you know what? There will be. There will be swamp lemonade. Nice. Uh, we've called it swamp slimeonade. Um, That'll do. But, mm -hmm. you know, you can call it whatever you want. You can have it on Willow Island on the Saturday, the September 9th, uh, uh, while you're taking in some cool bands. Yeah, did we mention that it's it's next weekend, September eighth and ninth? <laughs> Holy moly, that, that's wow. soon. September eighth and ninth. It's really soon. That um, sounds like relevant information. Yeah, yeah, we're a little we're a little spaced out at the oh. moment due to how yeah. soon it is. Well, we had we, at first we talked about we we're settling on the date for for your appearance on the show. Um, we were talking about next week, but I realized that would be literally the day before. Yeah, yeah. we might be a bit busy. Yeah, doesn't give people much time to get their festival passes. Yeah, and if we interviewed you, it'd just be like this long sort of like high pitched scream as you tried to get ready. We for could, Swamp Fest. We, we could try that. Yeah, we could yeah. give you a, you a test of that tonight if you want. Perhaps yep. <laughs> any time. If you don't like, just tell you what. If you don't like the way the interview is going. <laughs> Like you can just anytime you can just interrupt with like a high pitched scream. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. So far, so good. Yeah. yeah. I'm like I'm liking how this is going. I think I think it's like a great sort of quality test, like a quality check. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, we have. Yeah, I understand. We have something for them. Yeah, we have a true false quiz about uh, Swamp Fest. Mm -hmm. So you'll have to bear with me because I I wrote it on the notes earlier this evening. So uh, yes. Uh, okay. So this is this is a true false quiz. Uh, and you get one point if you get uh, if you get the answer right, and you get a bonus point if the answer is false. And you can tell me <laughs> why it's false. Okay. Okay. So basically, the idea is the idea of the true/false quiz is to basically test the competence and integrity of Swamp Fest. All right. I think we can handle no, that. That's, We're no, up for it. Is that true or false? Oh wait, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure about this. Uh oh. Okay. The Enter high pitched squeal. <laughs> <laughs> Swamp the the true false quiz is designed to test the competence and integrity of Swamp Fest itself. Mm. I would say that that feels kind of true. 
or is it false? Because then we get more points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, if you if you go for false, uh, there's always you, you always could actually get more points. Mm. But it's difficult to get the second bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's let's go with true for now. Okay. It is false. Oh, the don't truth. ever. This, yeah. Yeah, can we is, have different answers? <laughs> you you can, but I mean, this might cause a schism and all. Right, right. Fest. Okay, that's false. Um, right. Fault. The reason it's false is it's not to test the integrity of Swampfest. It is just for our amusement. <laughs> right. Okay. I see. Uh, what, I see how to answer maybe these <laughs> questions. <laughs> okay. So, question number two: the term Swampfest is a transliteration of Swempfast, a traditional Swabian breakfast of black bread, old rubber tires, and overwhelming metaphysical dread. True or false? Oh, oh I wish that was true. Yeah, that'd be nice. We should maybe put it on uh, our menu, though. But Yeah, can we steal that? You um, can. Oh, great. Okay. So, so your answer is false? False. Going to go false. Okay, you get one point, because, yeah, that's false. Mm-hmm. Why is it false? Hmm... <laughs> I believe that there's usually, um, it comes with a topping, a nice sauce of slime. And I didn't hear that in the ingredients. That is, that is, I, that is actually not the answer, but that's a great answer. I feel like, like giving I mean, traditional point anyway. Um, the reason it's false is because Swampfest is an example, or Swampfest is an example not of transliteration, but of metathesis. Oh. Mm. Which when you're, when you're swapping phonemes within a word. Mm. Oh. So That too, That's right? so on, on point. I, I have to work with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul had absolutely no input In into this my cramped office. Like you, that. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Question number three. I enjoy biscuits. True or false? It's oh, a tough one. I would say. Uh, 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 what? It, what uh, uh, false. 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 You <laughs> enjoy bizquicks, which are a type of uh, meal on the go for business savvy folk, because it's a quick meal for the business people. You know, I I wish that were the correct answer because that's a great answer. <laughs> actually, you guys give, are giving fantastic answers. No, it's actually true. I do enjoy I enjoy eating biscuits very mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Um, I so, can see it in your eyes. Yeah, no, it's a, I've, uh, there's a biscuit lover. I mean, the fact that he's me. eating a plate of biscuits right now could have given <laughs> it away, is. but we just... Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I have to make them really soggy, otherwise they'll crunch on the mic. <laughs> um, question number four, and this is going to be a little tricky. Question number four is also, I enjoy biscuits. True or false? Well, this one's got to be false. It is false. But why is it false? Well, if you enjoyed it, a couple minutes ago, there's no saying that you'd enjoy it now. Life is forever in flux. Yeah, that's 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 actually true. Yeah, it is in flux. The the the, the correct answer though is that I enjoy eating biscuits, but I don't enjoy the company of biscuits. They're they've got like they really have nothing to offer mm. beyond the fact that you can eat them. Mm. Wow. Okay, so. so one point. Yeah, you get one point. <laughs> so is uh, Paul keeping score? Yeah. I hope so. Uh, oh, yes. There's a lot riding on this uh, quiz. False. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number five. Sumpfast has been observed every year since 1622, with the exception of the Franco-Prussian War in 1870-1871. Did you say subfast? 
swim fast. Swim fast. With these the metaphors of swim fast. That, that, that awful right. uh, Swabian breakfast. Okay. Hmm. Well, what, well, let's just uh, agree to say. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Correct. It's true. Well, that we was good. That was really good. We were in Teamwork. attendance at the very first one. So we <laughs> should know. 1622. Yeah, we look really good for our age. It's yeah. all those biscuits. Oh, exactly. Yeah, biscuits can preserve people for absurd mm -hmm. lengths of time. Mm -hmm. um, not bizquicks, though. Those are bizquicks. bad. Those, those, those run you. Those, those into the ground. Yeah. yeah. I, I look like I'm in my mid 40s, but I was actually born in uh, 1997. Steady diet of biscuits has ravaged my body. And, and we've got the final question here. Uh, question number six. After the Franco-Prussian War and the Siege of Paris, the revolutionary uprising known as the Paris Commune decreed that Swempfast would be exiled to the New World, how, which is how Swempfast, a.k.a. Swampfest, eventually made its way to Regina. Oh, wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and say false. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I heard agree. about this being false once. Um, but I think it has it's it's it has something to do with the um, <laughs> the uh, how the world actually word actually traveled here. It it uh it you forgot to note that it traveled underwater uh, to get to uh, Canada. Yep, that's um, that is correct. Yeah. So that's another point. <laughs> Excellent. So I, th I think you've done, I think you guys did swimmingly. Uh, I, I think you crushed this. I think, yeah, he didn't nail it. <laughs> well, um, thank goodness for that. Yeah. That's um, the main reason we were here was to try to pass that test. We were cramming. Yeah. We're yeah. coming over here doing yeah. something. Yeah. I, bet, I bet you didn't Flash know cards. when you were coming on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio that you were going to be subjected to a true-false quiz. Well, you never know what's going to happen on this here radio station. That's true. Um, um, I, and I actually, I actually have a true-false question of my own. Mm. There is a swamp monster in Wiscana that has inspired and perhaps haunts this festival. Wow, that, well, that is, is totally, totally true. true. Is it? Nice. <laughs> I don't we see any evidence to refute that <clears throat> for our okay. unison answer. Also, <laughs> we don't, we, also, we don't see any evidence, but we also don't see any evidence to refute. Right. So. Um, right. Well, and I've seen like a CD sampler that has like a picture of the swamp monster, so therefore it has to be true. I mean, that that yeah. a picture like that yeah. has to be drawn from life. That's a that's a life drawing. I mean, yeah. you might have seen the cover of the Prairie Dog this week as well, which mm -hmm. also total evidence. Yeah, yeah. photographic here. evidence. Photographic yeah. artistic yeah. evidence. Right. Of a swamp monster. So, so, how does a swamp monster go from you know, living in a in a bog Ooh. and <clears throat> being sort of like the scourge of the Queen City uh, to you know being the inspiration, the um, you know the the muse mm. for your festival? Well, this is a a good question. I might yeah. um, share a yeah. little anecdote about. I noticed you were speaking of a, diff a certain gentleman named Kenton earlier. We have our own Kenton over at Swampfest, and his name is Kenton Dampchuck, and he's been one of the the leading um, 
leading voices in mm-hmm. really revealing mm-hmm. the identity of the swamp monster, who is known as known to us uh, currently as TAB, which stands for Toxic Algae Blob, mm-hmm. which is really the process that TAB came into sentience under, where this um, collection of toxic algae bloom. A toxic algae bloom, yeah. which is a phenomenon mm-hmm. that happens all the time, but and when it develops yeah. its own sentience, that's when you're, you've got a full blob. S- full right. full so blob. So sentient toxic algae bloom, so like a stab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The stab. Yeah, and then you can get those stab infections, which are no <clears throat> fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, did you have oh, something to add there? Oh, I was just going to say that you, you you mentioned that maybe there's like a bit of a scourge. Uh, a characteristic, but I think that was those were just growing pains oh, yeah. for the for the creatures. I think it's quite a positive uh, uh, creature in the environment now, and uh, it's I think it's it's very supportive of uh, people um, doing fun and interesting things like listening to music and dancing. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Well, he does look kind of cute. I mean, apart from the baleful, empty eyes, mm-hmm. he yeah. seems like he'd be a, a swell chap. Mm, right. So you've seen. This creature, then. Um, actually, I'm looking at the uh, sample <laughs> CD right over there. Oh, I was just wondering if you'd had an encounter because we're always no. We, I don't. In I don't get down. I don't get down to the lake. They don't let us out oh. of the sub basement. Right. So we, that's right. why. That's why you're here, right? Yeah. It's to fill us in. Well, I thought some of the the water could have seeped in. I know you've got some leaky pipes down yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, and the water gets very kinda close to the electrical toxic. cords too. It's yeah. a little it dangerous. Is. I mean, it's possible that it could like a spark could actually like cause sentience in like mm-hmm. some of the more toxic pools of water. <laughs> Though yeah. so far not us. And radio waves. <laughs> radio waves, you know? yeah. Radio waves, yeah. Yes. yeah and and it, it's worth noting that we've in our research and research done by the, the leading tab researcher Kenton Damchuk, uh, that tab seems to be attracted to a specific, in particular kind of bassy lower frequencies. Oh. Oh. So uh, it enjoys a baseline and we are not sure certain of the gender of this creature mm, right. nor that it is even a gen a c- creature capable that has yeah. gender so um we prefer it's it or they, they an amorphous they. blob right. amorphous amorphous blob, blob. <laughs> so, so are, are you worried that bob. Are, you, are you worried that like some of the acts like you know with like might get really into the low end base bring, bring we're, the swap mother we're, we're hoping we're placing our bets on it <gasps> mm. Yeah, yep. there's no bet taking right. at the festival. But has has Tab <laughs> actually paid for a festival pass, or uh, will you just let him in? You know, Jeff Jeff mentioned that he saw something on the on the list of a of oh. uh, just the initials T A B. Oh, good. Uh, so maybe so, Tab's paying for the fest. I mean, we've yeah. got a comp for them, but we'll yeah, they see. could just show up. Yeah, really. Well, or emerge out of the ground itself. Who knows? If. If you if you're going to be playing music that is going to like, you know, be conducive to summoning a tab, um, what kind of music specifically uh, mm. could people expect to hear? Yeah, we should probably. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably tell you. So there are over twenty acts that we've got lined up to play the festival. Nice twenty. Oh, that's a lot of acts for a brand new festival. True. <laughs> You get okay. a point. I lied. <laughs> there are 19 acts. Uh, we lose a point. Like a, that rounds to 20. <laughs> Nearly, yeah, right. 20. Nearly 20. Tab, tab is a, also an act, I guess. Yeah. I, I actually, probably over 20, yeah. Like, I guess 19 bands um, and mm. DJs. And then we've got mm-hmm. some other artists and dancers and musicians or performers. 
yeah. involved in the festival. Um, I guess the nature of music, um, I guess we could call it a rock music festival, but leaning towards the independent side of smaller bands, a lot of local Saskatchewan bands, um, mm. but also some from the western provinces. Mm. We've got some acts coming up from Alberta, um, some from Manitoba. Um, is it is it pan in, is it like a pan independent style of music or is it like especially swampy acts that you picked? Oh, um, what do you, what would you say to that, Eric? Uh, <laughs> I feel like a lot of the acts kind of have a tinge of darkness to them at times, mm -hmm. but are also very fun and and danceable and uh, and also very independent artists. Like they're they're going their own way and making their own thing. Um, and I think that's that's kind of why we were attracted to a lot of these acts. Nice. I was going to say, now, just out of curiosity, uh, our, our our radio show has music by Guidewire oh. every week. Are we, I've heard are we of this artist. Any, are we getting any Guidewire at uh, Swamp Fest? Guidewire will be there. You, you, Guidewire will be there. Will be there. Form. Maybe perhaps not performing. Let's uh, not performing this, this year. But he did perform uh, earlier this year at the Swamp Fest Showcase. Yeah, we hosted a little, like, teaser showcase event at the Cathedral Village Arts Fest in May. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, we had an array of musical... Um, Stylings. Stylings. <laughs> including um, a day full of drone music. Yeah. Um, Guidewire being one of the performers in that. Um, mm -hmm. Myself and Eric also right. being drone performers. First time droner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then some more kind of upbeat music mm. with a beat right. at, in the evening. So I think that for the main festival for Swamp Fest, our, our overall kind of genre is pretty diverse, but it's... Um, Music that you can kind of get up and dance around to. There's some uh, kind of garage rock leaning stuff. There's some more electronic, uh, dancey stuff. Um, mm. Some DJs will be playing some dance music. Um, psych rock. Psych mm. Psyche rock. Some surfy <clears throat> rock. Who are you? Uh, some, who are you guys the most excited to see play? Oh, well. Uh, I'm always. <laughs> I always enjoy the Garys. There's, yeah, it's just very fun. Yeah, I don't want to single anyone out, but the Garys are going to be great, and they are performing a very mm -hmm. special uh, Swamp Fest theme song. Can yeah. you call it that? Oh, we, nice. we have a theme song. Um, uh, it's a real exciting well, it's moment. It's called Swamp Stomp, and it, it uh, it's mostly just a bunch of like swamp-related dance moves, like the LJ Sway, <laughs> the Goose Caboose, uh, the, the Tab Dab is a very, very, nice. very now, now uh, dance move. Um, um, is it now oh or is it like last year? It's probably kind of <laughs> last year by now. But we're bringing it last back. Last week. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we also have um, local legends, Snake River, who I'm quite excited to see play on the, um, in Swamp Fest. Um, Summering, whose band from BC is coming out. Yeah, um, a lot of people are like, I, I, I'm, I liked seeing them when they played through town like last year or something. But I'm like really amazed by how many people are really, really, really excited to see Summering. Yeah, they're a great so, band. Um, are they based I'm, in I Vancouver? Wanna, I want to see them so. again. Yeah. Um, Melted Mirror, also a band from yes. Calgary, who was in town in May for our showcase at uh, the Arts Fest. Very and fun. they're coming back. They, we had a great time. They're yeah. kind of this like synthy, synth dark wave. They're going to be playing Friday night at the German Club. Um, mm -hmm. 
Who else? Natural Sympathies, um, yeah. CJTR's very own. Um, really excited about that performance. I think uh, she has some special yeah. things planned for this set. Well, There's so many bands, and I'm excited about all yeah, of them. Yeah, I feel like equally. a lot of bands are planning some some unique stuff for this festival, too. So mm -hmm. that, I'm excited to see how it all pans out as well. Cool. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I, I have a question, and feel free to answer with, uh, with a high-pitched scream. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, in, in a city, I mean, Regina is not, it's not a huge cosmopolitan city, but we do have acts and we have a couple of music festivals. What do you think Swamp Fest uh, brings to Regina music scene? Mm -hmm. Well, I think uh, I'll just take a stab, stick a tab at that answer. <laughs> um, and I speak for myself here, but I think everyone who is organizing this festival which I should mention as along with Eric and myself there are three other very dedicated organizers as well as a whole crew of volunteers and larger mm -hmm. helpers and artists and musicians um, but the the other three include Jeff Meldrum and Amy and Tim Weisgerber who are maybe listening right now um, but uh, we all sort of felt this need for an, another festival within Regina that really was supportive of smaller maybe more emerging bands um, yeah. really great music that we felt passionately about and yeah. a lot of bands that were touring through Regina that we wanted to show a good time and also to show show that Regina is a city that you should come to and you know come yeah. through on tour don't necessarily go up to Saskatoon only <laughs> stop and stay a while and also there's this untapped resource of Willow Island where very little happens as far as I can tell Cool. Yeah. That's enough for now. Okay. There are plenty of cool. there, mind you. Thanks for that. I think considering the performance on the uh, the quiz, <laughs> which I mean, which is I mean, probably one of the highest scores we've ever gotten on one of on that true quiz, false quiz. Wow. On that, particularly on that particular true false quiz. Yeah. Um, so um, Amber Amber is already uh, an improved vector, vector. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're pleased to uh, <gasps> give you a certificate of improvement. Can I scream you, now? you can scream. Oh, uh, suitable for framing or, or whatever you would like to do with it. I really like these. Spelling of my name. We always we always make sure to do like all the research, like just get right. our homework down. Yeah, yeah. And once you print, hit print, no need to have someone take a second look at it because it's perfect. We've, we've done the work. Wow, yeah. thank you. Very complicated. All right. Can we really briefly tell people where they can get tickets? That's oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's oh. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to forget that part because there's still festival <clears throat> passes available yeah. at um, swampfest.ca or uh, T&A Vinyl and Fashion and they are $50 at the moment uh, and there's only about well, half of the passes are are left so we're we're over half sold on the weekend passes okay and tna vinyl and fashion is on victoria avenue right next to the italian star deli who are also sponsoring us with some delicious swamp dog sausages on the island so awesome check that out okay well thanks a lot for coming yeah. in we awesome. have to do uh we have to get out of here 
have to adjourn. Do we have, we have to adjourn. adjourn yeah, we've got to adjourn our meeting. Okay. Uh, well, I'm, I move to adjourn. Uh, I second the motion. Okay. Uh, motion has been passed. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Your hosts have been uh, Paul Shen and Aidan Morgan. Thank you very much to Mark Spooner, Amber Phelps Bondaroff, and Eric Hull, or Eric Hill, as he's also known, for coming out this evening uh, from for, to talk about Swamp Fest. Um, music, as always, from Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire. Uh, check out his stuff at guidewire.bandcamp.com. You can find the Queen City Improvement Bureau on Twitter at Queen City IB or our website, queencityib.com. Catch up on our past meetings, listen to our podcasts on cjtr.ca slash podcasts, or subscribe to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on iTunes. Our meetings are also rebroadcast Monday mornings on CJTR at 9 a.m. Coming up next on CJTR's Thursday Night Action Pack, we have the Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie V, followed by the cockpit. Keep on improving, Regina.